oh, it's already time. Oh, crap. I didn't realize it was nine o'clock. All right, Alan, don't screw this up. Here we go. <laughs> Did we already start? Are we already recording? Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being here live. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to disappoint you all. So <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Let's start this thing right. Let's see if this works. Oh, wait, I have it on one and a half speed. There it is. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Alan Girding, and the Tuesday Night Podcast is all about the stories we make on, around, and under the gaming table, as we like to say. But we have a live audience here, so yay! <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome because that was so loud. It makes it sound like there's way more people here than there are. Man, uh, standing room only in this room. My goodness. What is there, like 200 of you? It's crazy. All of shucks is here. 300. All right. Well, I'm going to be rambling a lot, so hopefully my guests will come on up and help me. Let me ask the audience a few questions first. How is shucks so far? Are you guys enjoying it? Okay. Let me talk about my fifth favorite thing first, and then we'll go on. Let's talk about me a little bit. I've been really busy at Shucks. I just did a seven-hour stint of Two Rooms in a Boom, and yesterday before that, I did, what was it, five hours of a whole bunch of prototyping, which was terrifying because these are games totally untested. But I'm going to crush on all of the Shucks attendees for a second, so bear with me. I'm going to say... Most incredible group that I've ever had, and no offense to those that have come to like Gen Con, Two Rooms in a Boom events, and all these other events. For instance, this is just the archetypical example. I'll play Two Rooms in a Boom. At the end of the game, everyone has a character card. They turn in the character card. Inevitably, at least a few people start just throwing it at the table and it goes everywhere. This group very diligently put their cards back where they're supposed to. I had so many people come up and ask, hey, do you need any food? Are you guys okay? Everything. It was the most civil thing. I thought there was train wrecks going on as far as some of the play testing, but everyone's like, oh no, that was good. I think they were just lying to me to be nice, and that's fantastic. <laughs> so thank you so much for lying to me. Continue it. I enjoy it. But what we're going to do tonight is I have a whole bevy of guests, if you will, and I'm going to call them up, and we're going to do a little bit of speed dating, speed dating interview. So it's like speed dating meets choose your own adventure. These are the options of the guests that I call up here. We want to hear either your best gaming story or maybe even better yet, your best shuck story since we've been here, because this is pretty much, we're like over the hill now with shucks. This is after this evening, tomorrow, everyone's going to wake up and be like, ah, maybe you'll attend some panels like the, you're not going to attend any panels? For the listeners at home, someone in the audience went, no. One thing I've learned when doing these live recordings, people cannot hear the audience very well unless it's a whole bunch of people. I know tomorrow at 9 a.m., shameless little promo here, there is the psychology of why we play. So if you guys are awake enough, come back here. I'm going to be with Matt Lees, and we're going to talk about why we play games. But I derailed. Let me come back on the track. So the other adventures they can choose, uh, we said Shuck Story. We can do best answers to listeners' questions. I like that idea. Uh, scary Story. 
because it's October and October we like to do scary stories. So if you're willing to share and be vulnerable and tell a time that you've been really scared, that would be awesome. And I think as a respectful group, we promise we won't make fun of you for being scared of, I don't know, whatever you were scared of. There's also the elevator pitches. Oh, man. Let's be honest really quick. Who's never listened to the show before in their life? Whoa, that's more people. More people have never heard this podcast before. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on becoming a knave. A Tuesday knave is someone who listens in. And if you submit your audio, we can knight you and you can become a knight. But we have some staples in this podcast. One of them is Captain Chessbeard, not here. Another one is my business partner, Sean McCoy, who helped me design Two Rooms in a Boom, not here. But also the elevator pitch, where someone explains the soul of a game within a minute. And for bonus points, if they do a character, it's even better. Crowd favorite is like Christopher Walken or Arnold Schwarzenegger. But we can you know, maybe go to the audience, or if you have a good impersonation, I'm sure none of the guests are going to choose the elevator pitch because of this. Last but not least, interview wars. We interview each other, and we see who's the better interviewer. Plot spoiler, it's probably going to be you. But, okay, with that being said, since we have so many guests, I have to put a time limit on here. I'm going to say every guest is going to have a nice, crisp, lucky seven minutes. I hear some claps, thanks. If you find something clap-worthy, even if it's not, just please feel free to clap. And make, yes! Oh man. Okay, we're gonna start with the first guest, as I know her name to be Pip. Come on up, Pip! The time has started. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. Let's go, let's go! Let's do this! <laughs> Pip, you've never been on the podcast before. Yes, no? no? No, you haven't been. What we're going to always start with all of our guests on this evening's podcast is you get a 10-second resume. Basically, convince us to care about you. Oh, God. Go. Um, I, I'm a friend of Shut Up and Sit Down, and uh, that's kind of why you're here, so I'm really, really banking on the fact of that connection. Your 10 seconds is up. <laughs> Five bonus seconds. Go. Oh, uh, also, I'm deputy editor of PC Gamer. Uh, Time's so, up, so yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Yay! I do have some questions, though. Oh, God. Uh, I know you as Pip. What's your actual full name? <laughs> Philippa Elizabeth Angela War. <laughs> Nice, yeah. It doesn't fit on forms. <laughs> no. It, do you mind being called Pip? No, it's, that's, that's so much easier. <laughs> All right. Probably the main question, and I'm going to guess most people will want to know this, especially the knaves at home. What the hell does friend of shut up and sit down mean? It kind of means that I was available to play things like Twilight Imperium with them and uh, wouldn't fall out with them because we were already friends. And then nice. that seemed to go okay, so they actually kept inviting me back. And I brought hats and props, so, you know. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm going to crush on you a little bit. Every interaction I've had with you, amazing. Because you were there during the Two Rooms in a Boom Shut Up and Sit Down play Oh, uh, at Gen Con. Yeah, at Gen yeah. Con. Nice. You remember, you were there. That's great. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Let's That's one up on all films I've seen. I'm just like, that was lovely. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to, they wanted me, Matt said, palm the cards so that, Pip, you were supposed to be like the president and Quinn's was supposed to be the bomber. Oh, I said, yeah. no problem. But uh, plot spoiler again, I'm an idiot, totally forgot but by coincidence, you ended up being the president anyway, if I remember, or the bomber. <laughs> I, I was the bomber. Yeah, the bomber, just by pure coincidence. Anyway, <laughs> we have 
four minutes and oh. 40 seconds. I'm leaving it right here so you can yeah, see no. it too. So that way the pressure's on. <laughs> Choose your own time on this podcast. Do you have a gaming story, shuck story? Uh, you probably can't read my horrible handwriting. There's Elevator pitch? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do accents, like, and that's not even a joke. That's a this does not end well for anybody. Um, okay. But I, th- there are some scary stories, maybe, but I don't know how well they'll reflect on me. But like, <laughs> uh, the worse they reflect on the teller, I think the better universally. So, all right, Halloween time. I don't have the magic of editing here, which is the terrifying thing, because I spend a lot of time editing the podcast to make myself sound smarter. So. <laughs> If I was editing, cue scary music, go. Like, that was the wind, but that yeah. really didn't work. Well, anyway. let's let the audience see the wind. I heard some wind over there. Where's the wind, Thanks. audience? <laughs> All Picture right. the scene. It's dark, dead of night. I'm walking alone on my way home. Suddenly, I realize I can hear footsteps behind me. I'm walking along. Feet are walking almost directly behind me. I'm like... This is weird. So I kind of stop because I don't really want to turn around because I'm kind of like, okay, this could end badly. So I keep keep walking. Then I stop. Footsteps stop. Walk. Hear them. Footsteps. I look behind me. There's no one there. Okay. So I speed up. The footsteps speed up. I'm so sorry to interrupt. That's the scariest thing. You looked behind you and there was n- nobody there. was there. no one there. I crossed the road. Where is this? Footsteps are still... I'm it was totally just on my way story. home. No, it was... Uh, Where's home? <laughs> like your address. No, I'm just kidding. That was creepy. That's, well, the, that's the scariest part of the postcode. story. I'm just asking where she lives. Um, and then I stopped. Everything had stopped. I turned around. Nothing behind me. Looked to the sides. Nothing to the sides. I realized there was an apple in my back and it was moving the same pace that I was moving. <laughs> it reminds me of the quest for the Holy Grail where they take the coconuts and then with that. So it was the apples. Oh so, my goodness. I've never been that freaked out or that embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed? Who was there to see you? Um, it was mostly just that I was like, oh, this is actually a really good story. So clearly I'm going to tell it. I don't come out of this at all now. <laughs> but I got an apple, so I guess. Winner? So, wow. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. You have bonus time. Scariest game, because we have this common thread in the October that we talk about in this podcast. Is there actually a scary game, like a game you play where you're really scared? Can you think of any? So this, I hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out, but there's games that I am afraid to play in case... I fall out with friends over them because there are people that take particular games incredibly seriously. <clears throat> Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I'll only go, okay, yeah, if we must, when I'm, like, when everyone has kind of agreed to the terms because I'm like, oh, we're not going through that again. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you going to name the game or no? Just I'll name the person, Brendan. Brendan Caldwell. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> Another friend of the show won't play some specific games with because... There have been betrayals. There have been certain people were sitting on certain syringes to clear certain, you know, zombification things. Oh. And, um, yeah, there were... Uh, and, and certain other people said that they would save, for example, me uh, <laughs> in a particular situation and then decided to hide under a car and just didn't... That, that was... I've maybe made this slightly too obvious of a story. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is great. This is fantastic. (laughs) With the 
45 seconds left. Let's, I'm going to go ahead and do a curveball here. An audience question. You ready for this? Sure. Who, Oh, what's the, wait, wait, we have to repeat it. Remember, lesson learned. Oh, best flavor of the candy that is uh, habituated on the desks, and it is definitely the pear. The pear. Oh, mm. nice. Shut not up, even just down. like as a shut up and sit down like, legit, reference. It is the pear. But it is, yeah, that You're is the best. You're not just chilling out, shut no, up and sit seriously. down. No, seriously. Although, if you, now I've told you this, I really trust you, so do not come and pick all of the pears out. Leave a few for me for tomorrow, because I, I, I need them. <laughs> I need these things. Yeah, were we all there for the opening? Everyone was there for the opening? Okay, so in case you weren't, for the one or two or none of you that weren't there for the opening, you stole all the candies. Oh. Stole. That's the time. I chose duck. I don't know why. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> nice. Yay! Here's what's really exciting. I've just met some of these guests at this show. How about we do an artist next? I'm talking about you, Quancha. Come on up here. The time has started. Hello. Hey. Hi, how's it going, Alan? It's going well. I'm doing a podcast. I just put eye drops in my eyes to prepare, but I didn't know it was coming up next. And I, I, can't really I, see. I could send you back if you want, and we can do this. No, I have my notes here. Oh, you have your notes. Fine. Wow. Way more prepared than I was for this <laughs> own know. podcast. That's hilarious. You ready for your 10-second resume? Okay. Go. I am the artist for Catacombs, Kodama, Flipships, Capital Lux, Dinosaur Island, Coaster Park, Favelas, Einstein, Days of Ire, Kepler 3042, and the new Board Game Geek Galaxy Trucker poster. Shoo. Nice. I can almost guarantee we've seen your art before, especially if you're at this con or expo, whatever the, they're trying to call it, Shucks 2017. You did the poster. I did, yes. Anyone compliment the poster? Nobody. Nobody can. No, no, no. No, a lot of people have said really nice things. It's really flattering. Yeah, honestly. in fact, yeah. everyone here is wearing a badge that has the pair hero that you did. That's amazing. Thank so, you. No, it was a really cool opportunity. In fact, I'm not sure if anyone's applauded. Let's go ahead and applaud that alone right there. Yes! Okay. Thank you. You ready to choose your own? And by the way, I hope I all so. of you will come onto the podcast for a full time on the podcast afterwards. So this is just a preview of what we could experience. All right, there I go, getting creepy again. Here we go. What would you like to choose? Best gaming story, best answers to listeners' questions, a shuck story, scary personal story? I have a scary story, but it's a little embarrassing. But I'll share it with you if you like. I'm starting to think all scary stories have to be embarrassing <laughs> at this point. Really quick for the audience. My nightmares never have monsters in them. They're always social situations like, oh, I'm naked or I'm doing a podcast in front of people. <laughs> Anyone still have nightmares with monsters? Yeah, shout it out if you do. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, anytime I have a monster nightmare, then I'm thinking, oh, cool, this is a sweet dream. Monsters exist. This is fun. Don't let me, I'm wasting your time. I'm so sorry. Go no, for you're it. good. Okay, so the story begins at a dark and scary summer camp where I was staffing, this is years ago, and uh, we had staff meeting at night and uh, we did our meeting and then we have to go back to the camps, uh, our cabins. And this campsite is a different campsite than we had normally used for our program. And it was built on the side of the hill. It was really dark, so the only sources of light were the main hall and then there's a light, like one single bulb at each cabin which at the time felt like like hundreds of yards away. It probably wasn't that far. Why were you walking out? 
and just hanging out. Were, we had to walk to back to our cabins. Just um, from what? From the just from the meeting. So the whole camp okay. has gone to, to bed for the day. I'm with you. And there's some weird stuff that had happened at this campsite. Um, yeah. Like the day before, a bunch of us were walking back to the cabin. I heard like a scream, some girl screaming, and found out the next day there was some creepy thing where she saw some shadow in the trail and it like had elbows and it was like scuttling away. It's really freaky. I'm very scared of the dark. I used to be very scared of the dark. Um, this is years ago, right? So all these weird things have happened uh, amongst them. The bullet tension's high. Yeah. Tension's very high. I'm walking with a friend, mm. and that friend and I are getting very scared because it is extra quiet tonight, and everyone is in their cabins. Walking and walking and walking. My friend starts to sing the Totoro song, if you know that one. No, I, I don't think any okay. of us know that song. It goes, Tonari no Totoro, Totoro. He's singing it, right? We're singing it, and we lock arms. And we're going up the trail. And, okay, so the trail is, on one side is a hill. On the other side is a steep drop-off. At night, it's just pitch black. And we, we're just at the cabin, and the light is starting to light the area around us. And from my right side, I, I feel what feels like a blood-curdling like scream, like, and I, so, you know, I, I, I <laughs> Yeah, I, I have my issues with, you know, religion and God and all those things now. But in that moment, I was like, there's spirits and I'm going to hell. Like instantly, you know, instantly I was like, there's ghosts and I am dead. And I am, my spirit's going to be dragged into the ground in some earthly realm. And I just, the next thing I remember is I, I came to and there was just like a bunch of dudes just like laughing all around me. My friend is like just cursing out whoever had just scared Screamed, us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, found out that was a bunch of guys had just right. like, pranked us. But that was the scary. Was that the most scared you've ever been? As far as like that was scary? like there's fight or flight, right? Okay, yeah, so absolutely. they they taped the whole thing, which is the funny thing. Is this on YouTube? No, this is oh. years ago. Okay. Um, they done it to every person coming back from staff meeting that night. So you see a, a bunch of kids walking up from the thing, and the video cam is rolling. And my friend, he's actually a close friend of ours, jumped out in a scream mask from the right side and just jumped at them. And most of the people are like, oh, shit. Yeah, and, and they, they just j- jump, back off. jump yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so people come up, oh, crap, walk away. Yeah. Pair comes up. You can swear. Is it okay if we swear on this podcast? It's all right, right? I know, yeah. I, I, we're supposed to be family friendly, but the actual podcast is explicit, so don't worry. I saw you recover. You're good. It's fine. Well, the funny thing is that you can, you can hear me and my friend coming before you see us because we're singing the Totoro song. <laughs> And then when we come into view, all the other guys, the, the, the natural reaction is to jump to the right and then look at the thing scaring you and then just like flail a little bit, but just move away. We come up, you can hear us singing, and Andrew, my friend, jumps out, and both of our reactions is to li- our knees literally crumple and we just fall on the ground without <laughs> looking at what came. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really embarrassing. And that video did the rounds for a long time, just all over the campus. Oh, man. This is like you made the highlight. Like reel. to this, like my birthday <laughs> recently. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, finish this. I'm too into it. Even at my birthday recently, it came up as a joke. Remember that time? And no one has to complete the sentence because everyone right. remembers the. The best part of that story to me, and I'm so sorry, is that your knee-jerk response is, I'm going to be dragged to hell. It's crazy. Like, you know, you think, like, I don't believe in that stuff. And you're like, I believe in that stuff. Instantly. 
so there's this ongoing joke. I've made this game, Cause of Death Ghost. Anyone ever play Cause of Death Ghost? No? Oh, one person, Tyler, yes. Anyways, Cause of Death Ghost, it was a game we gave away for free. And the reason we call it Cause of Death Ghost is, let's go to CSI. You, you've seen CSI or any yep. crime scene investigation. You're looking at the morgue. How many times has this happened, Quan Chai? How many times have they looked at the body and said, Cause of Death? Ghost. Ghost. Another one. It's dragged, dragged, to dragged to hell. It's, it's totally it's irrational. Dead. Like I understand that it would be like heart failure or something like that. But seriously, Quanchai, thank you so much. That was a great story. All right. All right. Mike, you want to come up next? Let's do this, Mike. Whew. Mike, we just met today, basically. Who the hell are you? I'm Alan Girding, oh, and this is the uh, choosing. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> pleasure to meet you too. I'm not sure if you remember this quick story. Oh, I have to start the timer. I, My you, bad. You can start it. Here we go. Oh, we're only at one minute. Oh, I guess I gotta go soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. You can leave whenever you want. No, I don't I'm like staying to... here forever. Do you remember when it was today? You were going about to go up the elevator. It was today. It was today. Do you remember today? I you do. were going up in an elevator, and I was about to go down in an elevator, but there was this awkward moment where elevators opened. Yes, it was great. It was great. Yeah, we, we, we sort of waved across the elevator. Like, yeah, I was just like, like oh, across the hallway. Hey. Like, like, just to say, I know you. You you go up elevators, but I also go down elevators. Like, we have this bond. Yeah. We could, and we could swap roles. Right, like, I've been where you're going. <laughs> yeah. It's okay up there. It was, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, it was just one of these things. It was really good. The doors yeah. open, we're like, we're at some random floor, yeah, and we're looking at each other. See you Close, later. It's the closest I've ever yeah. been to another human being. Well, I got to be creepy with... <laughs> I got to be creepy with all my guests. I totally know who you are. I doubt you know who I am. I know who you are. You know who I am? Yeah. No way. I feel amazing. This is uh, the worst. What was it? What did you call it? Uh, interview. Interview. Yeah, sure. Interview swap or whatever it was. Yeah, interview war. Interview, interview war. What did yeah, I write? Interview war. Literally the worst of that I've ever heard. I don't know. It's tomato, tomato. You know, I think right. it's it's like watching the Olympics. You, you, you hope to, that someone does horrible. You continue to talk about me. That sounds great. No, sorry. You're not getting out of your 10-second <laughs> resume. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Go. Betrayal at House on the Hill, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Lords of Vegas, Apocrypha, Unspeakable Words. How'd I do? Oh, sorry about that. Keep I, going. Axis and Allies, <laughs> Revised, Dungeons and Dragons, Third Edition. Uh, uh, how much longer do I have no, to just list my own game? That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> in fact, I've never gotten to applaud you in person before, so if you guys don't mind indulging me. I don't mind. Yeah. You're a big deal. I'm a big deal. <laughs> now, we talked before this. We talked about yeah. what kind of story you want to share. And you said, well, I can share a story about an old game, Whatever a you new want. game. I want one of both, you if that's possible. Both. Let's go, like, old game. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's do, let's do, it's Halloween, right? Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about, so you said earlier, like, can you possibly have a scary game? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm hoping to continue to make a living doing that. So, uh, you know, obviously with Betrayal at House on the Hill and with Apocrypha and stuff like that, my goal is actually to scare people, To right? actually be scared. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I did want to make one game that was a horror game that was not scary. And, and so, and, and we did make it. It's called Unspeakable Words. It's a oh, game. Yeah, game. it's a game where you lose sanity as you make words. But I said I start out wanting that, but I didn't because in my design process, the following occurred. I um, uh, went to my friend Monty Cook's house. 
He had a little party uh, right. there. It was great. Name drop. And we played. Okay, I went to my friend who has no names house. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And no one was there of any importance. <laughs> and we played Arkham Horror. But I'm talking about the original Arkham Horror pace setter version, not the not the dusted up. You know, uh, right? The uh, highly flawed rules. Yeah, where it's the, basically the one, like, like I mean, nobody from Fantasy Flight's going to be on this podcast. So I mean, it's just terrible, right? So, uh, <laughs> but um, what they did to that game. Anyway, the point is, we played this game, and I died on turn two because I went walking in the Dreamlands with a Thokwell and watched everybody else play for an hour. After that point, I'm sure that hasn't been fixed in the Fantasy Flight version. Anyway, the point being. Um, <laughs> This is one of my favorite interviews ever. You're really so, selling yourself short. So, this is great. Uh, and then we played Scrabble, but not an ordinary Scrabble. We played a six-game version of Scrabble, all where the boards sort of united with each other. So you could, like, jump from board to board and, and had little power-ups all over the board. Anyway, played that, and it was all good, and I went home. I went to sleep because it was a long day playing games, and I woke up with unspeakable words fully done in my head. Just I, I dreamed the whole game, the scoring system, the how the things go, and I scrambled for a pen. Right, I wrote it down, and sure enough, we published that game. And so I've seen it. I've yeah, played it. Yeah. So I mean, if you know, you say I'm a big deal, right? I can design games in my dreams. Oh, <laughs> right? so so. In fact, I think he's better. Like, I think the guy, the, the designer in my dreams, is way better than I am, and I'm just trying to catch up to that guy. So that's one of your old games. Old Speak games. words. That's a good story. It's a good story. Uh, I totally made two rooms and a boom up in my dreams too. You're Not a at all. Liar. No, really. You're no. a liar. Yeah, it's such a liar. Uh, you're full time though. Obviously, yes. No. As a human? No, as a game designer. <laughs> yes, yes, I am full time. I own a company. We have several. We have about a half dozen other full time game designers who work on games full time. What was your life before game design? What did you do? I don't know what you're talking about. There, it's always been game design. No, I came out of the uh, womb like ah, design I designed games. my first game when I was 11 years old. Um, it was called So You. So this is an old game story. I um, was given an assignment by my teacher. We went to the Tutankhamun exhibit. Right, yeah. and I designed a game called "So You Want to Be the Pharaoh." It's about the egalitarian process of becoming a pharaoh in ancient Egypt. Right, uh, you start out; it's a scroll, not Fantasy Flight level. Uh, <laughs> I love the Fantasy uh, Flight. Not, not Fantasy it's Flight more level. Names. Uh, but but like it's a scroll. It's like a three foot long scroll that you have to like tamp down with like glasses on both ends to, to all the ends to play. It spells out the word Egypt in squares. Start Starting on the left-hand side, it goes, and you go and you get to, like, at the top of the G is the Egyptian casino, because they had lots of casinos in Egypt. And, uh, right, of course. And, and, and so you're working your way from being a peasant all the way up to being pharaoh, because that's how it worked. Right. And uh, I was even thinking about game design then. So I, I had to, like, um, make up the existence of the four-sided die, because it didn't exist. So I made these pyramids. Wait, you, so this game predates the four-sided die? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I had to make a four-sided die. How did and you do it? Was I it made it pyramid? out of card. Yeah, no. Well, it's not. It's a, it's a tetrahedron, obviously, not a pyramid. Come I'm on. so sorry. I'm sorry. very good wow. at this job. So, uh, I'm so shame. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I I made. I took some corrugated cardboard. I stuck four panels of triangles together, and you would roll the die, and then you would pick it up and look at the bottom because that's where the number was, of course. Right. That's right? the right way to do yeah. it. Yeah. And so the final thing I want to say about this game is, as you went through the game, you went to the top of the T. Right, And then, again, thinking very much about game design, uh, you'd roll the four-sided die, and if you rolled a one, 
you started over. Whoa, very fun. <laughs> you went all the way back to the very beginning, fun. like 90 spaces or like, <laughs> like, like 45 a one turns in four earlier. Chance. Yeah, 45 turns have gone by. You, you really got to earn that. That's fair right. Uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, Please tell me you still have this game. Oh, absolutely. You still have this game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I just turned 50 years old. Like, Congratulations like on 50 years I lived old. Through 50. Uh, and uh, I figured that my gift. <laughs> my gift to myself. I don't know what it is. My 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 celebration of You're that. You're gonna publish is, this game. I'm I'm at least going to release the PDF version of a three foot long scroll, <laughs> <laughs> which you have to roll up and tamp down with with water glasses to play. Oh man. Yeah. So good. I'm not sure if you heard the duck. We're out of time. Oh, I heard the duck. I heard the duck. I was offended by the existence of the, of the duck. duck. I can change it if you want to, but that'll take more time. Thank you so much. This is so good. All right. Thank you so much. You got to back. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Jonathan, you nervous as I am? Get on up here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. Jonathan, I got to start this time here. Do you? Yes. Uh, Jonathan, you've always struck me as someone who's incredibly nice. I can't imagine anyone saying anything bad about you, but that'll be my question. What's the worst thing someone said to you? But first, 10-second resume, go. So uh, I designed Star Wars Imperial Assault, Doom the Board Game, Game of Thrones Trivia, and I've done development work on Forbidden Stars, Battle Lore, and a bunch of other stuff. And my most recent game is Bargain Quest, which was launched on Kickstarter. Very nice. Okay. All right. But I don't understand, Jonathan. Some of those games you mentioned, I think, are from Fantasy Flight. Yes, uh, Fantasy Flight games. Why have you heard? Uh, what have you heard I, about Fantasy I've Flight? I've heard of them just recently. So, <laughs> who would dare besmirch a former employer of mine? I don't know. I, I don't know. But former I, employer. Yeah, so it's true. It's boom, true. You're you're in the safe. Yeah, zone. It, <laughs> there you go. I'm out. I couldn't. I couldn't cut that Minnesota winter, man. It was. Uh, that's why you got out of there. Too Seriously. Too cold. Is that legit? The reason you left Minnesota was because of the winter. Well, the main reason that I left was because my partner uh, who I had a six year long distance relationship with, we were done with the long distance thing and she was getting her PhD in San Diego so uh, I figured, you know, this is a good idea, like let's move in together in Southern California where uh, we don't get weather. Uh, right. Let's take a desert and irrigate right. we, we got paradise. three seasons, right? Spring, summer and bonus summer. <laughs> yes. Where are you originally from? Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, actually. Okay, so, so the snow kind of, thing is just right, I, totally... I was not ready when I went to Minnesota. Like, okay, how bad could it be, right? You know? Yeah. And then first year I was there, polar vortex. It was not a good look. Do I was you, like, I'm a you, windbreaker. Any of you from Minnesota? Any of you from? Any of you oh, from we got one north? back there. Nice. Beyond the wall, I believe. Beyond the wall? Yeah. Anyone from the snow belt in the audience? Snow belt? Anyone just, just, wow, there's so few of us. What is it with snow? You'd think there'd be more gamers... Yeah. From the snowy areas, because, I mean, right? Like, what do you do? We got to hunker down, play some games. I'm rambling. Choose your own interview, sir. Best gaming story. Answers to listeners' questions. Maybe we'll do that if we have more mm. time. You can choose that right now if you want. Shuck story. Scary personal story. What's the... So, with the elevator pitch, do I... What, do you tell me what game I pitch or who I'm pitching uh, no, to? No, you choose What's what it? game. Like, what... For instance... Kickstarter, All right? right yeah. Your game that you just came out with. Mm-hmm. And the name of it again? Bargain Quest. Bargain Quest, right? Yeah. Now, this is already pimped out a lot because Matt Lees was basically just oozing all over about how fun it was. and he It's really validating emotionally, yes. Yes. Yeah, so when someone oozes. Before I ask you, do you have a best impersonation? I mean, I've basically got two that I am possibly capable of. Are uh, you willing to let the audience choose who you're going to be? Sure, you let, let's go options? with it. Let's go with it. All right, so I've got two options. One is uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, two is Leonardo DiCaprio's character from the film The Quick and the Dead. Uh, That's so specific! <laughs> That's so specific! 
Oh my goodness. All right. Who, all right. Who says Leo? Leo. Leo. Oh right. yeah. Okay. Everyone says Leo. Who says Mickey Mouse? No one? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> you have one minute to explain Bargain Quest and I will cut you off with a ding. It's a big elevator. Are you ready, sir? Ding. Go. Hello, everyone. So I've got one minute to pitch this game to y'all. Now, in the game of Bargain Quest... You are a shopkeeper. You are trying to sell items to uh, heroic adventurers. Not as heroic as myself, of course. I am, as you all know, the fastest gun in the West, known as the Kid. I'm also the fastest gun in the East or the North. Haven't been to the South yet, but I'm getting there. (laughs) At any rate, in this game, you will be a capitalist hero serving the American dream by serving up folks the weapons and equipment they need to save your town from monsters, all right? And other shops, they may try and step to you, but you will show them what's what, or you will show them the barrel of a gun. Or at least that's what I would do in this situation. I'm not sure if that is uh, in the game. I do not believe. At any rate, (laughs) I do believe that you will find no finer entertainment options on a tabletop here or uh, anywhere else in the world, even Sweden. Ding! my goodness. Jonathan, here's, here's what I love about this so much. Just by chance, Quick and the Dead is one of my favorite movies that so many people have never even seen before. Oh, Who Sam here Raimi. has seen Quick and the Dead? Yeah, it's oh, Sam hey, Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. The most ludicrous it's thing. Sam Raimi doing like a spaghetti western anime tournament arc. It's like right. the, nothing I don't like. All those words are my favorite words. Spaghetti, Western. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Spotted horse. It's really is a good. It's really good. This Spotted is how, horse. Spotted horse. Spotted horse. Spotted horse. Spotted horse. Spotted I know. This is all good for the <laughs> three of us in this room that have seen this movie. Sharon Stone in oh. her like least sexy role, which was. Hey, I mean, in, she is an amazing gunslinger. It's like Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Gene like, Hackman. Gene, the cast is. Keith David. Yeah. It's so good. The cast it's is so, amazing. Go see it. Just. Every, yeah, go. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> Podcast is over. Let's, we got a screen. We got. Anyway, sorry. You want some questions? Sure. Yeah. All right. Because we have a minute left. Anyone have any questions for Jonathan? Yes. Over there. Oh, oh hey. yes. That is a throwback. It is a throwback. Go explain it, Jonathan. What is that a throwback to? So Paint the picture. I did the Game of Thrones trivia game, and there are a number of joke questions, including, for example, one of them where every answer is Hodor. But in this particular one, the question is, "What is your name?" And the options are Theon Greyjoy, Theon Greyjoy, or Reek. The correct answer is Reek. Of um, course. Well, you know, it's on the Ramsey Bolton card. Like, some of the cards are linked to character. Anyway. It's, oh, that makes you know, perfect sense. So, you know, it's, you're like, you hold up the card and you're looking at Ramsey in the face. And it's like, what is your name? We're trying to get that thematic trivia game, right? Yeah, I also think that's a basic lesson in test taking. If you see two answers that are similar and a third answer that's not, and you only have one option, mm-hmm. you go with the one that's yeah, not. True, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's SAT 101. That's right. Who has seen Game of Thrones? Nobody? Yeah, that show's not popular. Everyone's seen Game of Thrones, yes? Who hasn't seen Game of Thrones? Just So that reference is totally lost, like who's Reek or whatever, right? Great. Obviously watch it. Jonathan, <laughs> we have time for one last question, another question. No other questions? Oh, oh that was a text. That's, that's my wife saying goodnight. Oh, oh, we have one right here, yes. Hi. Pears or apples? Oh, pears. Well, I, I like Asian pears, the nice, really crispy, big ones that are like the size of baseballs. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan, thank you so much! Thank you. Mr. Wan, please come up. And I'm calling you Mr. Wan to show off that I know how to say your last name, unlike a Quentin Smith. (laughs) Suck on that, Quint. You're at it. All right, shots fired. Shucks fired. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, there's some claps. I love puns. Don't think you're above puns. Speaking of which, Punderdrome. Anyone ever play Punderdrome? We got a few people in here. I'm sorry, that's the one game that my partner and I play all the time. Yeah. She's really into puns. I'm talking about my partner. Seven minutes. Sir, you have 10 seconds for your resume. Go. Sure. Hi there. Good evening. My name's Fred Wan. Uh, if you know my work at all, I was one of the heads of the story for the Legend of the Five Rings card game and role-playing game for about 12 years. The other work I do is I have the privilege of doing a little bit of work in association with the show called Extra Credits. I do work on a show called Extra Play. Yes. Let's clap for that. Is it plural? Is it extra credits or extra credit? It's extra credits. It is plural. Yeah. I, you know, idiot. Uh, who here has seen extra credits? Okay, almost all of us. All right, so here, I'm going to geek out about extra credits. Sure. My actual identity is not a game designer. I do design games, but I'm a full-time psychology professor. Right. And there's probably what I think is still the most popular episode in extra credits. You know what I'm about to talk about? You're talking about the game compulsion episode? Yes, yeah. the gamification of lessons. So I've actually applied gamification into right. my classrooms. And it's college classes. It still works. Yeah. It's amazing. And I can talk all about that. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to we talk about be. you. We, we could be. Yeah. We could do interview wars. But do you have no pressure? <laughs> But your whole basic knowledge base is how to make a story within games, right? Right. That's my understanding. Because some, some games don't have any story whatsoever. So no pressure. Mm -hmm. But this is a podcast about the stories on, around, and under the gaming table. Yep. Would you like to share us a best gaming story, a scary story, a story that's happened here at Shucks? Choose your adventure, sir. There's also an elevator pitch, but I don't think anyone's going to do it after. N yeah, Jonathan. I'm not going to try. I'm going to combine a gaming story with a story about fear. Okay, let's do okay. it. I love it. So, a few years ago, the only thing in gaming I had worked on was L5R. Nothing else. By fluke, I had a chance to meet up with the Extra Credits casting crew. One of them said, do you want to do a panel next year? And I'm like, yes, 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 please, yes, yes. <laughs> so, at that point, while I've done presentations and so on in front of crowds, I'd never done a panel-style presentation of any kind, and I'd never talked about gaming in front of a lay audience. Ever. So my co-host, James Portnow, who is kind of an important guy, said, I'll bring a friend to our panel, right? And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. sure. So we walk in. The panel is bigger than when we first opened for Shucks. So the Shucks panel, wow. I think, is But like, not as big as this audience, of course. Of course not. There's right? not near as many... Impossible people. to be as big as this audience. It's right, a, It's a gravitas, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like... Upwards of 600 people easy. Where is this at again? Is this PAX? PAX. PAX this is PAX, PAX West. Okay. Right? PAX West, okay. And Previously known as PAX Prime. I'm yeah. showing off that I know that. All right, go on. And he introduces his friend, who's named Ryan Scott, who's also named Morello, who is the lead designer at Riot. Yeah, League of Legends. You guys, League of Legends? Anyone League of Legends? And Never heard of League Shut up, Jonathan. <laughs> League of Legends. It's a big, who, any League of Legends players in here? I know we're talking yeah. video games now, and this is a board gaming convention. All right. Taboo. Yeah, taboo. Oh. Let me give some backstory, by the way. I'm not going to be kind of League of Legends. It's a great game. Most toxic player base ever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anytime I'm thinking good about humanity, I'm like, you know, people are pretty good. I think we're going in the right direction. Log on, read the Reddit for comments. Yeah, then I just go ahead, go on League of Legends and hear how much garbage I am and how I should do horrible things to myself, right? So anyways. Well, you logged on. I logged on. You did that do was, horrible things to yourself. I, yes, yeah. there you go. But anyways, League of Legends is still one of the most popular. I if think not, it's still the most played game. It's the most played game, period, yeah. online. So big deal. So sorry, context. So I'm like, okay, I want to do more work and share my passion for gaming generally with a whole bunch of other people. 
I really shouldn't screw this up. I've never done this before. How is everyone going to respond? Are they going to think, who's that kid next to these two guys? Because I look young. I will admit, you yeah. still look young. I don't yeah. know, how long ago was this? It was, <laughs> it was only like five years ago. I was <laughs> petrified. And I'm like, don't let it show, don't let it show, don't let it show. Panel went through. Obviously, I did so terribly. They won't let me at any other con other than Shucks now. Um, Are you serious? No. No, you're totally playing. Yeah, okay, because yeah, you're right? part of the... All right, yeah, cool. Right? I'm sorry because that I didn't actually, pick that up. I'm I met, dumb, like I, met I said. Jonathan, I met Jonathan through James, okay. and I met Paul through Jonathan. And right? thus the cycle's complete and why you're at Shucks right exactly, now. Exactly, right? Nice. But it all came down to, I'm really uncomfortable, and I have to be comfortable with the fact that I'm uncomfortable and have to perform anyways. So fear, gaming story, ends up here at Shucks. Nice. Yeah! Yeah. You're doing it now. I think the always awkward thing, it's almost like when you go to see a comedian, it's really uncomfortable when someone struggles and is awkward as a comedian because you feel their pain. And I think, oh my goodness, please be funnier. Please do well. Any squirming totally transmits over there, but that's part of the growing process. Well, absolutely, right? Like you have to be willing to stretch and you have to be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable some of the time because that's how you stretch your boundaries. But it's really hard in the moment. Number one fear in the world, you know what it is. You're the psychology guy. I am, I am. Thank you for remembering that. Yes, it's actually speaking in public. That isn't a lie. Seinfeld did a joke where people are more scared of speaking in public than death itself, which means, and this is a Seinfeld joke, I'm not clever for this. You guys know the joke that I'm about to talk about? You'd rather be the one in the coffin than the one giving the eulogy. Wow. So way to overcome that. Very nice. Working on it still. I have questions for you, if you guys don't mind. You're the story man, basically, and I know that's a weird, really oversimplified Mm -hmm. explanation. Are you currently working on a story that none of us have heard of? There are a few because I do a lot of contract work with like RPG companies and video game companies. Sometimes, yeah. Like right now, there are a few stories you guys literally haven't heard of because they don't exist yet. Or (laughs) Ignore the duck. (laughs) Answer the question. So, yes, absolutely. All right. Non-disclosure agreements on those stories? NDA, obviously. Are you allowed to tell I can, us? I can it? talk about them, but I can't give you specific. Right? Ten seconds. Sure. Give us one that we're probably going to be like, oh my goodness, we know the guy who wrote that story. Probably can't do that yet. I've got okay. like some upcoming RPG material where they just said, here, make this team make sense. And they're based on the real world UN and how they would be restricted if they were actually doing superhuman police in other countries rather than... The typical example of the Justice League and Avengers say, oh, you're a foreign nation? Well, tough. Ah. So what would happen if you were police or a worldwide super team, but you actually had to say, oh, they don't want us here. What do we do? We'll do the show notes. We'll put all the contact information and all the reveals outside of what we talk about here. It'll be fantastic. Sure. So, Hey, thank you so much, Fred. Yes. Yes. All right. We have time for one last guest. Isaac, come on up, Isaac. Isaac Vega. Okay. Isaac, we know each other a little bit, yes? A little bit. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Isaac's one of my dearest friends. We hang out every con. We always make a point to at least hang out for a while, just one-on-one. I need a little bit of my Alan time away from all of you. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of Isaac time as well. All right, so Isaac, you ready for your audio interview? Yes. Or resume. Here we go. 
Go. Yes. Uh, my name is Isaac Vega. I am the VP of Research and Design at Plat Hat Games. I have mm. done uh, multiple designs for the company, uh, Dead of Winter, Ashes, uh, City of Remnants, Bioshock, Video Game High School, and my most recent thing that's coming out next year is Starship Samurai. Starship Samurai. That was that was really that was ten seconds. That was legit. That's right. That was I that's didn't right. have to go over it all. Very <laughs> nice work. Yeah. So this is the funny thing with being friends with Isaac. We walk the shows together a lot. And so side by side, we're trying to go out to eat or something, trying to go to an elevator. Inevitably, we get stopped no less than, I think the fewest has been like three times. And they're like, oh my goodness, Isaac. Hey, it's so good. And just like shoulders turned to me and everything like that. I totally get it. What do you think your biggest deal is? What are you most known for? Like, oh my goodness, what do people come up for and say, that game is amazing? Dead of Winter is definitely the thing that people, most everybody knows in the in the industry. If they haven't played it, they've heard of it. And then Ashes fans, like, love me <laughs> in a very yeah. <laughs> so much. So it's really nice. So it's one or the other usually. I don't really have too many of my other titles being brought up, but sometimes. So Dead of Winter and Ashes. Yeah. This is weird. This sounds awkward. In my hotel room today, we had a conversation about Ash. That was today or yesterday? Time has no meaning. Was that yesterday or today? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. What that's so scary. On? Like, when did we hang It up? was a dream. It was a dream. <laughs> you told me the story of Ashes. I know this is supposed to be choose your own adventure, so you can totally veto this. But who here knows the story of his game Ashes? Not a one person knows the story of Ashes? It's actually really good. So we just had Fred up, who's the story man. Oh, okay. And, and we talked about, you want to tell the story of Ashes? Sure, sure, sure. So in the world of Ashes, you are playing these characters known as Phoenixborn. And the Phoenixborn, what I wanted to do is kind of ground them in some sort of history. One of my favorite stories, again, we'll bring it up, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> A world that feels so rich in history. So when I approached Ashes, I wanted to make sure there was some depth, some history there in order to kind of give them a little bit more life to the characters and make me understand them a little bit more as right. well. Because like in Game of Thrones, you totally feel like, oh, there's stuff going on besides what we're seeing. Which is why it's awesome and why you need to see it if you haven't been watching it. People over here who haven't seen it. But anyway, it's yeah. a living world is what they call it. Exactly. Right? Okay, cool. So in Ashes, I wanted to have all the characters kind of have some sort of connection, some reason as to why everybody thinks they're so badass and so awesome and stuff like that. So I wanted to have this event that happened 40 years in the past in which all of these characters came together and kind of saved the world from this chimera menace that was taking over the planet. It was pretty much these monsters that were coming up against these cities and the people pretty much had to wall themselves off for years and years and years and kind of ruined all of their economy and society until the Phoenixborn kind of started coming along. These great warriors were able to come together and defeat all of the Chimera off of the planet and have been taken over as these kind of like demigods and they're really appreciated and everybody and they kind of rule the cities now and stuff like that. And now we got to this point where this kind of prophecy is taking place in which they all find out that they're actually pieces of a god. And they're of a phoenix, right? Of a phoenix. Hence exactly. the term phoenix born. And so they are ashes, essentially, of a phoenix in which they are trying to fight in order to come back together as this one god. But they know that the person that wins is going to be the embodiment of Like that. the hive mind. So exactly. whoever controls the phoenix is the one. So you're fighting. Right. So yeah. so you're all fighting to kind of uh, take over and become that, but a lot of them are conflicted 
because of this, because they have these friendships with these people that they essentially save the world with. They were they were superheroes. They were friends. They some of them were buddies, and some of them are are fine with taking this path. So it's it's really interesting to be able to craft the characters from that aspect because it gave me different ways and how they would react to the war and how they would react to fighting against their friends. My main question is, who wrote this? It was just me making Yeah, it was Isaac. <laughs> so very cool, very cool. So game designer, now I'll allow you to choose an adventure if you want. You want to take some questions or do you have a scary story, a shuck story? I want to interview you. Interview oh, you wars. want interview wars? Yes. All right. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So, I'm ready. Hello, Alan. How are you today? Uh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Looking lovely as usual. Thank you. Thank you. I will take any compliment you give me. I appreciate but, it. Yes. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you today is yes. what is one of your most embarrassing stories in this industry? I have a few of those as well, like high tension moments. You know, for the most part, things are pretty casual, but there's moments in which we get in situations in which, oh God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, kind of okay. stuff. <laughs> this, is the, this is the story. And it involves Colby. Colby Dow, <laughs> as I call him. And who's Colby? Colby is our studio manager at Plat Hat Games. Plat Hat Games. So, I've made two rooms in a boom. And this sounds really weird, but Sean and I are looking at each other. Sean, my co-designer and my co-business owner of Tuesday Night Games. And we think, oh my goodness, we made it. Because we're getting invited to these parties that we never even heard about before and they're between like the designers and the publishers and things. And so we're going to Chad Hovater's party mm. and this is at BoardGameGeek. Uh, BoardGameGeek.com. That was weird. That's programmed in <laughs> BGG me. Con. Yeah, BGGCon. Yeah. We're going there. Here's the backstory. See if I can do this without wasting too much time. The backstory is Sean and I met through a game called Mage Wars. Mage yeah. Wars is by Arcane Wonders and Mage Wars is about sorcerers summoning creatures and fighting each other and it takes place in a realm called i think etheria or ethereum anyway i so wouldn't know you would know all right it's like it. i don't i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> right so anyways this is mage wars we met this way because sean did a lot of the art directing and other things with that game and then they hired me to do their tutorial videos so let's fast forward a little bit we're on our way carpooling to this party with all these designers, and we're in the car with Colby. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Colby. Here's the other weird thing about Colby. Sorry, Colby. I met Colby six times. He didn't remember me until the seventh time. (laughs) Every year I'm like, hey. Anyway, so I'm sitting there with Colby, and I make a joke, and I say, hey, Colby, you're going to love the next game we're coming out. It's called Dungeon Fun. And the joke was that we were going to rip off his game, Dungeon Run, which had just come out recently at the time. He says, don't joke. That stuff really happens. And I say, oh, man, it sounds like you're speaking from experience. He says, yeah, you know my game Summoner Wars? He's like, yeah, where two wizards go ahead and they fight head to head and they summon creatures to fight each other on a board? Summoner Wars? Yeah, I totally know. He's like, have you ever heard of a game called Mage Wars? (laughs) Oh, snap, <laughs> like, uh, maybe? He didn't even realize that they were there. And it was this awkward, embarrassing thing where I was with Sean, like, do we tell him that we are totally part of, like, the Mage Wars crew, and that's how we met, and we branched off from Mage Wars? And Sean said, no. And I said, you're right, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> hey, Colby, Sean was totally part of Mage Wars. <laughs> 
that was probably one of the most embarrassing times. Interesting story that I probably shouldn't have shared, and now I'm realizing. So maybe the new story is sharing the story. I get all the good stuff. Yeah. Very good question, sir. Should we take it to the audience then in the last minutes we have? Sure. All right. We only have like two more minutes is my understanding. Any audience questions whatsoever? Otherwise, I'm going to ask you questions. Let's hear it, Jonathan. The question is, who do I play in Street Fighter? Street Fighter 2, a little known fact about Alan Girding is I used to compete in Street Fighter 2 competitions way back when I was a kid, and I was the only one that made it to the finals in the Northwest Ohio region, which means nothing. (laughs) I was the only person there that controlled Blanca. Everyone else was either Guile or Rue. I was the only one who was Blanca. I got my ass kicked right away and was out pretty much first round, but I did make it to the finals. Thanks for asking. <laughs> the more you know, the more you grow. I, I was not a competitive street fighter, unfortunately. Oh, not in the game. Not in the, the game. Real streets. Nice. No. Uh, I played Cami and Bison because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so this, yeah, this predated when you could be Cami, by the way. I this couldn't play Vega because I had two brothers also with the last name Vega. <laughs> ah! Yeah, Street Fighter 2 references. Wow, we talked about video games. Any other questions in the audience that we can take? Ooh. Okay, I don't know if I can hit this in two minutes. I will try. It's also with Colby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So we were meeting up with the people that did the digital implementation of Summoner Wars. Right. Oh, the question was, what's the most embarrassing story in case they didn't get it? Yes, I was like, like this was my first like big boy meeting in the Mm -hmm. design world. So I was like, oh, I gotta impress these guys. I gotta be, I gotta be good. Mm -hmm. Like they need to know who I am. So we had just come back from this dinner, and this was like the first time I think I'd ever worn a tie. Uh, we were at Origins. We came back from the steak place at Origins, and uh, I think I wore a tie to the dinner, and I was like super nervous, and everything and went really well, and I was just like walking down the street, and we were all talking, and then I get hit by an egg. <laughs> yes. And I was just like, there's these college guys just driving by and they threw a whole bunch of eggs at me and I don't know why. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't want to laugh. And I was just like, I was just like, inside I was dying, but I was just like trying to play cool. It's like, ah, it's just an egg. No problem. But I was just like, oh God, why? Why right now? This has never happened before. (laughs) So that was, that was one of my like first like most embarrassing moments that luckily I didn't do anything, but it just like inside I was crumbling. So, (laughs) Hey, with that being said, I think this episode of the Tuesday night podcast is finished. Oh, look, enough people knew what to do. (laughs) That was great. And if not contextually, you should have known. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for giving me the Tuesday night podcast.